Hey there, mom. Are you juggling all the things in motherhood from managing your time, getting healthy meals on the table, to being a present wife all while making yourself a priority without feeling guilty? I get it. It's overwhelming. And guess what? The fact that you need support doesn't make you a bad mom. And that's why I created the Real Happy Mom podcast. I'm Tony Ann, a wife and a mom of two little boys, as well as a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to being a busy working mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. I am so happy that you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and listening. And I am so glad (laughs) we are at the end of 2020. Um, I am super pumped to finally close out this year because I don't know about you, but this year has been a very interesting one. And I'm ready to kind of close things down and start something new. So I thought it would be really good to have Angie come on. And if you are not familiar with Angie, Angie is a a life coach at the Handel Group. She's a former attorney and she is very familiar with what it takes to take that leap and pursue your career or the one thing that you have been dreaming of. She is highly experienced in coaching people through career transitions and navigating the balance of work, personal life, parenting, and relationships. And that is pretty much what we are going to be talking about today. She's going to be helping us out with this question is, uh, does work in life actually exist? And actually some hacks for finding balance and getting more control. So you will hear her talking a lot about this, and then you'll actually hear in the end how she kind of coaches me on a couple of things, and she is amazing. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And speaking of coaching, you know what? If you have ever thought about having someone to help you with time management, motherhood, all of the things in life, you definitely want to um, see if you can partner up with a coach. And you know what? Guess what? I just started coaching. And if you don't like that word, then I just started doing strategy sessions. And these sessions are just for moms who are trying to find that balance in life, who are overwhelmed, who just need some accountability, someone to talk to, to kind of work through some of the struggles with motherhood concerning time management, productivity, routines, all the things, just just so that we can be better. Because let's just be honest, like I said, 2020 has been very challenging. I want you to have all of the great things that are in store for you. And sometimes that takes working with someone else. So you can definitely work with me or another um, mother. I would, of course, highly recommend that you come and try me out. But definitely don't do this by yourself. This is something that I have learned this year is that Trying to do things on your own is a lot harder, but when you do it with someone else, it makes it so much easier. So send me an email at hello at Real Happy Mom or shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know that you're interested in doing a strategy session with me or just getting some coaching so that we can work through some of your challenges that you are having so that you can set yourself up for success and live that real authentic life that I talk about here on Real Happy Mom. So now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode with Angie. All right. So we have Angie here today and I am super pumped to have you. Welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And I am particularly happy to talk to you today just because I feel like you just light something up inside of me whenever I talk to you. And I'm just really excited just because I know we're coming to the end of this year. And like I was telling before, this year has been rough. It's been rough with, you know, coronavirus and having to step away from work or not working at all. Um, then with everything going on as far as those hard conversations we had to have as far as racism and and it's just been hard, <laughs> hard for us all. Yes. And I know that a lot of us are over 2020 <laughs> and I really wanted to bring you on just to kind of get us pumped up and ready to close out 2020, but also get us ready for 2021 in particular. But before we jump into our topic, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and how you got started as a coach. Great. I'm so excited to be here. I love this topic. Uh, so a little about me. So I came to the Hansel group as a client over 10 years ago. And you know that that is really, that blows my mind every once in a while. I'm like, oh yeah, it really was 10 years ago because I can think back to the reason I called as a client was because I was not happy in my current life. And I really wanted help. And so I came because I felt like, oh, there's something more I wanted to be doing in career. At the time, I had not even a two-year-old. She was like a little, I think she was like 15 months at the time. You know, like I was just feeling pulled as a mom and also as a person who was trying to figure out my career. I'm a lawyer by trade. I had gone in-house with a company. You know, I kept I kept saying like, oh, if I just go do this thing, then I'm going to feel happier or then it's going to all work out. And I kept getting to those different milestones that I had set for myself. And I found, oh, wait, I'm still not happy. I'm still not like where I feel like I want to be. So I called the Handel Group. So I I did a lot of Google searching or I I think it might have been Yahoo at the time, right? Like career coaches. And I found the Handel Group because um, I read about a program that they were doing at MIT with students on designing your life. And so, you know, I'm a little bit of a skeptic as a lawyer. I call, you know, I'm a little analytical. I was like, well, if MIT is trusting these people and their method, I'm going to give them a shot. And so that's how I came to, to coaching. I came as a client for help with my career. And then I just really loved the method, loved what the company was about, and actually transitioned from, well, I did a bunch of transitions in my legal field started to work with nonprofits rather than the, the area that I was practicing in, and then developed this love of working with people. And so I trained to be a coach and I've been, I've been with Handel Group ever since. So started as a client and now, now I'm working with them. Awesome. And I love that story too, just how it seems to be like full circle. Like you were skeptical about it, then you got started with it. And now you're a coach, which I think is awesome. And I'm, particularly excited because I know as a coach, you deal with a lot of clients who deal with this whole issue of work-life balance. And I feel like if we haven't, you know, at least thought about work-life balance this year, um, I don't know, (laughs) because I feel like 2020 has taught us, you know, to slow down and to really figure out what is most important to us. And I know, especially as busy working moms, like we're trying, you know, to juggle it all into, you know, do everything. But when we think about balance, I feel like there's two camps. 
there's one that feels like you can achieve work-life balance. And then there's others that feel like it doesn't exist because there's no such thing as balance. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on work-life balance and how we can make it work for us. Okay, great. Uh, So I'm going to tell you about the very first assignment that we give our clients, which which will answer this question in a roundabout way. So the very first assignment that we give our clients is to do an assessment of what we call 12 areas of life. So we have broken life, we at Hands Group have broken life up into these 12 areas and we give you the areas. Career is one of the 12, right? And so we have things like your body and health, your relationship, your parenting, your community, learning, money, you know, like the list goes on and on to up to 12, but you can hear how career is one of those, right? One of the 12. And so we really, we start out having someone say, okay, if I could have anything in each of these areas of my life, what would that look like? Right? So we want you to start by saying, if I could have anything, what would that look like? And then you do an assessment of, okay, how far am I away from what we call what you want your dream. How far am I away from my dream? What's the current state of things? So right out the gate, we're really assuming that your life is more than your career. I'm not saying that your career is not a very important part. It it actually is one of the top reasons that people come to work with me in a coaching capacity is to figure out something about career. But the truth is we have to deal, I'm going to say deal with career, deal with that area of your life in light of all these other areas of your life too. And so after we do that initial assessment, then we typically dive into three to five areas and kind of teach you the tools of the method and like go to work on upgrading those areas. But again, from the outset, we're assuming you got a lot of areas of life and we want to make sure you're paying attention. And I remember for myself, and I know the experience for some of my clients is when they get this initial assessment, they're like, wow, there are some areas that I haven't really even been thinking about, haven't really been paying attention to. Yeah, definitely. Because I was listening to you talk and I remember you listed out learning and I was like, <laughs> I haven't really taken time for that. So yeah, that's definitely an area that yeah. we can, you know, allow ourselves to have more time for. Cause I feel like as moms, we're so used to doing everything for everyone and being everything for everyone that we forget that we're a person and we need to, you know, take time to learn new things and do new things on our own. Totally. Okay. I have a quick story about my kids, which is so yes. funny. So I decided that it was really important that my kids learn piano. I just wanted them to learn piano. I had, you know, in my opinion, I'm not a scientist, but in my opinion, I liked the things that I read about how it helps you at school and, you know, it helps with brain development and all those things that are connected. Plus I love music. And I also thought it'd be really fun if someone could like, you know, play music at home. Okay. I am not a piano player. So my kids, my two daughters, they sort of called me out. They were like, we think you want to play piano. Like, why are you making us play, learn? We think you want to. And I was like, you know what, guys? You're right. And so last year, last school year, I signed up and I started taking adult piano classes. And it was really just so much fun to learn. And and I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm sort of pushing that on them. Now, 
I still made them take their classes, right? But I was also like, you're right. I want to learn it for myself. And that was just a really fun thing to pay attention to for myself. And it challenged me and it was fun and, you know, all those things. So, so yes, learning some, sometimes you might want to pay attention, like, what am I pushing my kids to do? Maybe I want to do it. Maybe I want to do it. I like that one. And I just, I just started thinking because I remember my mom did the same thing to me. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, but you did the same thing. (laughs) I was just like, what in the world? But yes, definitely looking at, you know, what we are pushing our kids to do, because that is definitely a sign there. But one of the other things I wanted you to touch on, because you talked to me about this before is operating at a high level of integrity. And you're sharing with me that there's an equation for someone to operate at this highest level of integrity. So I just wanted you to share a little bit about what that means and then that equation that you were sharing with me too. Yeah, great. Okay, so personal integrity is one of the keystones. That concept is one of the keystones to the method that we teach. And the way we define personal integrity at Hamdell Group is living in alignment with the highest ideal for yourself, right? Like, so it's your ideal. That's why we always start with the dream. So we're like, okay, have you admitted what you want? Have you really said what you want in terms of your dream? And then are you doing things consistent with that? We think that when you are in alignment, when you're living in alignment, that means that your heart, which is your dream, and your actions, which are literally what you're doing every day. And then here's the key. This is where I spend a lot of time in coaching. Your mind right? So your head, that's your mind, your heart, that's your dreams and your actions. That's what you're actually doing. When those things are aligned, we think that's personal integrity. That's going to get you closer to your dream because you're at Hold on, Angie. I'm still recording. Sorry. Okay. It just cut off for just a second. I just wanted to let you know that I was still here before. I was like, please don't hang up I'm on here. me. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to have you start um, right when you're talking about um, alignment, when those three things are in alignment. Okay. Do I say the three things again? No, no, no. You can just start there. Sorry, because that's okay. where it started to cut up. Okay. Okay. So living in alignment where your head, your heart, and your actions are aligned, right? They're all on the same team. You have a dream, you're thinking, you're thinking consistent with your dream, and your actions are consistent with your dream. Those three things in alignment, we say that's personal integrity, right? And that is not only going to get you closer to your dreams, but it's also going to have you happy, satisfied, and proud in your current life, which is really important. It's not just about the these dreams. It's also about being happy today. I mean, this is, you know, we're living our life. So that's one of the equations that we try to teach people is really thinking about where are you not in alignment with the highest ideals for yourself? Yes. I like that so much. I was sitting over here taking notes and just thinking, because I was telling you this before that 2020 is kind of taught us, you know, what is most important to us because it's kind of made us slow down in a lot of ways. So this definitely goes into it, like really thinking about, okay, is what I'm doing really important to me? Do I really like my job? And that was a question, Angie, I asked myself, because I remember um, I didn't stop working when 
everything started shutting down. And I remember going to work and I was like, I actually do like what I do. I actually do love what I do. It's just certain parts of it that I could do without. <laughs> I eat insurance. Insurance, you guys are the devil. And <laughs> a couple other things. But I actually do like what I do, you know, and that made me happy because it was a it was one point in time, I'll be honest, I was like, I just wasted this time becoming you know, this dentist and I don't even like it. I don't even love it, but thank God I just had a little, <laughs> just a little crisis. And I, I got over that and, and I'm feeling better because honestly, it was like during a really hard time where I thought I was going to get sued and my life was over and all of this craziness, but everything was fine. And I realized, yes, I do like what I do. So for those moms that are like, I actually do love my work. I do love, do love my job. Like what are some actions that we can start to take to start to bring some of that alignment, especially if we are spending more time with one thing and not the other? Are there certain things that we need to look at or questions we need to ask? Just help me walk yeah. through that. Perfect. Okay. So that's such a great story, right? Because the the truth is you're, I think you're always evaluating like what, what's your dream, right? And, and by the way, the, the process that you and I are talking about today I have people start with it, right? Our clients start with the process of giving that, you know, their whole life, this evaluation and asking what they want. And then we do it annually. So everything that we're talking about, we do this, we start in about December and we start to make our, what we call them, our business plans for our life for the next year, right? And you, you take the learnings from the previous years. So 2020 is going to be chock full of learnings. Right? And you use all of that to design how you want 2021 to go. So here's some tips. I think if you're feeling bad in an area, so this is another equation, right? We think that feeling bad is a diversion. Feeling bad is a diversion. You really want to stop feeling bad and instead ask, where am I out of integrity? Like, where am I not pursuing something that my heart really wants? Where am I maybe thinking inconsistent with that? Or where am I literally not doing something? So I'll give you an example for me. So this year I decided, okay, you know, I think that for the time being, I'm going to go from a full-time coach to a part-time coach because there were some things that felt like I was feeling bad about not being available to my kids. Like that was my feeling. I'm feeling bad. And so it was like, okay, rather than continuing to feel bad, because that has like a huge spillover effect. Okay. I'm like, how can I design what would make me happy? And so I had a lot of conversations at work and I said, look for the time being just right now. And I'm going to keep evaluating. I'm going to dial back the number of hours that I'm working. Right. And kind of change up how I work. But notice like, I had to start with recognizing the feeling bad, right? And then start to tell the truth. Now, what did this mean? So for me, what this, me what this meant was that I had to deal with my parenting dream. And, you know, the, some of the things that I felt like were missing were things like my availability, right? I, did, I just no longer, it no longer works for me and just currently no longer works for me to be on phone calls when my kids are home because they were like, I need help with homework or I need this thing or can you bring me to, you know, this whatever, right? Activity. There, there really aren't that many. It's more like, can you help me get on the Zoom, <laughs> right? And so it was like, okay, I had to deal with my dreams in both of those areas, but that was 
real, like I was teed off by where I was feeling bad. Right. And so that's a great place to start. Like, what am I feeling bad about? And then you can ask yourself, okay, where am I out of integrity? I'm either not telling the truth about what I want, which means like, you know, work on admitting what you want, which sometimes can be very hard. Like, I'm not just saying you get like, we teach people dream writing over several sessions because it's something that we as adults have forgotten how to do, or we're just carefully measuring what can I have? Not if I could have anything, what would it be? Right. So there's telling the truth about what you want. And then there's usually it's okay. I'm actually out of integrity. Like I'm not doing something that I know would, would help me or have me feel proud or happy. And so, you know, if I, if I go down to part-time and then I keep accepting calls after I pick up my kids from school, well, that totally defeated the purpose. And so that the physical integrity or the action is, okay, so I have to have an agreement with myself. We call those promises. This is an accountability, you know, this, this action, like I want to be held accountable to, I don't have calls after 3.30. Because the truth is, when I'm in the daily life and, you know, caught up in all of it, not really paying attention, I literally can forget, oh, remember, you design this a certain way you design so you know, so that you're, you're not on calls whenever your kids get home from school, right? So that if I say yes to a call, well, I'm out of integrity. I'm just using these as, as examples, but like that really is a, you can, you can start to pay attention to where do I feel off or where do I feel bad? And then you get into a creation state from there. That make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because this brought me back to the previous conversation that we had. And you were telling me, you know, when you avoid things, those things seep into other areas of your life. So you have to be careful of, you know, the worry and um, yes. avoiding things like that. And I was like, ooh, I need to think about this some more because I think I do this a lot. <laughs> so I yeah. definitely did some introspection because it's funny because I feel like a lot of times we don't pay attention to, you know, our feelings and what's going on inside of us um, to know like, okay, something's off, something's not right. But now you've made it really clear. Like, okay, when these feelings pop up, we need to take some time <laughs> and really do some, some, some thinking about it. Because I think another thing too, Angie, you can help me with this one is I feel like a lot of times we do have this certain dream for our lives and what we want it to look like. And then when we do have it, it's not what we thought we wanted, or it's, we've changed and we don't want that dream anymore. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I think we have a hard time, like, you know, letting go and, and changing that dream because it's not what we thought we wanted. Yeah. A, that's such a great point. You made two really good points. Number one is to really start to pay attention to our feelings. And then if you, if you peel the onion layer back a little bit more right underneath the feelings, there are usually some sort of thoughts that you're having. And so a lot of the things that I work or a lot of the um, tools that I give clients, ha they have to do with really pay, paying attention and starting to name certain thought patterns that you have, right? And, and sort of recognizing it and then not actually standing for like, I have to accept these thoughts, right? So that's, and, and then what you were saying is like, you know, so I can, I've, I've trained myself. I'm not perfect. I still, I still have a coach, thankfully, 
because I know now enough to tell on myself like, oh, I'm having anxiety over something. Okay, what does that mean I'm avoiding? That's typically how it shows up in me, right? Like I'm feeling off or maybe I'm snappy with my kids or my husband or like you you can just, you just start to look at yourself differently and a little bit more critically, not, not to be critical, but to be helpful, right? And so it's like, okay, I can notice that when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling worried, I'm avoiding something. Okay, can I figure out what it is? Okay, great. Can I get myself in a plan to go take an action that has me deal with it? So there's not the spillover effect. Like I know when I'm avoiding something at work or an email or you know whatever it might be, a phone call to the insurance company, whatever it might be, I'm avoiding it. And then I have to go be with my kids because it's time with my kids. Well, I can be edgier. I can be not as awesome as I want to be. You know, I'm just, I'm bothered by them. I just wish I could go back and deal with like, you know, you do all those, all those things. And so if you can see how, oh, if I don't handle this thing in one area of my life, it really does have a spillover effect. That's, you know, that's a great thing to be aware of so that you can start to literally take the actions to change. That's, that's definitely one point. And then your second point on, um, you know, dreaming and like what happens if you get to your dream and then you don't necessarily like it. Well, I would say that's, that's life. Like that's living life. Living life really is going and doing all these different experiences, you know, and figuring out which ones make you happy, which ones work for you, which ones resonate. Now, look, I know there's a lot of things that you have to negotiate, in terms of, you know, we all can't quit our job and try something else. Like, no, you have to do it in a responsible way. But the truth is we assume, we being the coaches, like we assume that your dream is going to change every year, usually because you are aiming for a certain level, you got yourself accountable, you dealt with yourself, you told the truth, you got to that level. And then you're a lot of times like, wait, I'm pretty proud of myself. Maybe I want to do a little bit more or go a little bit further or do this little bit different direction. And so there really is that sort of evolution. I look at your dreams as, you know, a living, breathing thing that really it is going to change over time. It's going to change when your kids are different ages. It's going to change, you know, when you're, maybe you have something health-wise going on. It's going to change, you know, maybe when you have certain times in your relationship that things will come up. So, you know, life is dynamic. And so we really do want to treat dreams as dynamic. And that I was talking to a client today and I was like, look, you can't be afraid that this isn't going to work out because you're really going to see. And she was actually talking about making a move, like, you know, leaving a job and, and literally moving her family in different locations. But, you know, the thing, the truth for her was, she's always wondering, should we live in this place? And, you know, like, that's, that's like a thing that she's been thinking about. And it's like, okay, look, we're not committed to you're going to go to this place, and you're going to love it. What we're committed to is you're going to go to this place, and you're going to try it out, and you're going to figure out what you love. It's a very different question, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm all for learning that you went down a path, and it's not actually the path for you, because I think that actually helps. That's what happens, you know, to me through my, the course of exploring what I wanted to do as a lawyer. I, I had a lot of that, a lot of, you know, dead ends that actually ended up helping me figure out what are the things that make me really happy. 
Yeah, I what love all of that? that. I love all of it because I was just thinking about that too. Like, I feel like a lot of times, especially like when we're little, you know, they ask you the question, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it, it feels like there's, there's this terminal thing, like you can only be this, like you can't change your mind. And so like, especially when I see young kids who come into the office and they're like, tell me they're about to graduate, but they don't know what they're they want to do I just tell them like like dude like you got a whole life ahead of you like it's okay if you change your mind like just get yeah. started with something so I love that you say that because I feel like as an adults we we kind of lock ourselves into like just doing one thing or being one thing instead of knowing that we're multifaceted and things change and like you said we evolve and 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 I love yeah. that Yeah. You know, look, one of the things that we teach people to do when they do dream writing is, you know, it's not necessarily like, for example, my dream was not, I am the best lawyer ever. And I go to court and I deal with clients and they're, they love me and they pay me a lot of money. Right. That's kind of, that's like a, that would be a good dream, but my, we don't teach people to dream in that way. It was more about my dream became more about, I'm really helping people. I'm making an impact. I'm using my mind you know, to, to help, to make a difference. I'm problem solving. I'm abundantly rewarded for doing this. You know, like you got to throw that in there, but you could hear like when I first wrote that dream that sounded kind of like that, I literally was thinking, Oh, and I'm going to do law. Like I got to figure out how to do this in law. And, and then, and I even had some lawyer things in there that made it real, like, Oh, it has to fit in the lawyer box. And then my coach was like, how about let's take out the lawyer specific stuff and just go with the feeling of what you want. And then it was like, wow, I never really, I hadn't considered up to that point that coaching could fit that thing too. And so there, you know, the truth is maybe you're, you have a dream of something that doesn't actually even exist right now, but you're the one that's going to create it. So, you know, or you're just not aware of that. There's a job that looks like that or a house that looks like that, or, you know, a relationship that looks like that, whatever the, you know, quote unquote, that is, it, it just keeps you like tethered to your heart and open to possibilities. Because I think that's the other thing is we don't, we don't actually always know all the answers. And sometimes we want to give like life and our experiences and, you know, all of that, a chance to surprise us that the thing that you want maybe doesn't look exactly like you think it should. So that's the other part too. Yes, yes. No, definitely. All of that, I was like, mm-hmm, I see how that could go. But yeah, it definitely has me thinking like, okay, like this coming year doesn't, <laughs> it looks it looks pretty good. I know 2020 was up, but 2021, I think we'll be good. We'll be good because- So what do you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So when you think about 2021 mm-hmm. and you think about like, okay, which ones do I want to design, which areas do I want to design or what do I want to make the biggest impact? Like what's on your mind for, for 2021? Lately, it's been about like being more present and like how I'm spending my time. So I just feel like I was on autopilot for a long time and I'm grateful now for, for the pandemic happening. Cause it made me like stop and really like stop just, you know, just moving and really look around me and see, mm-hmm. you know, what is really important? Am I doing what's important? And I really just want to be more intentional and being more present when I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to make sure that one, I know what's most important to me. And I'm really living that. And then two, spending time and being present in those things. Yeah, that's great. You know, I will tell you the best thing that happened to me was to cut my hours down 
because I really had to be accountable to not working all the time. Like there's a, it's like, okay. And I get up to this certain hour and then I'm done. And it's, it's been really uncomfortable for me. It really has because, you know, I just kind of wasn't, you know, maybe very strict about, Oh, I'll just check this email or I'll just do this thing. Like, you know, it, it really has had me be accountable to how I'm spending my time. And that's been amazing because the truth is, yeah, like if you've got to fill, so a tip for you is like really when you identify those things that you really want to be doing, you know, maybe it's playing with your kids or exercising or, you know, learning a, a, a new skill or participating in a hobby, you have to make sure that you put those on your calendar, like really plan out when am I going to do those things, right? Because if you wait until you have a free time, you know, free time, chances are you're not gonna, you're not gonna have free time because it's going to be filled up with whatever else. So it's really proactively making sure you go and do that. And so that's what we say. That's a promise. Like we call that a promise. You would make a promise to yourself. Like I promise to learn to play tennis by playing one hour a week, or I promise to learn piano by practicing two hours a week, or I promise to like, what's one thing that you know you want to do more of? What do you think? For me, it's definitely exercise. That's definitely the big thing on the list because I have neglected that because of COVID. Okay, great. (laughs) Yes. So then, so this is a good tip, right? For for everybody listening is that you want to be really specific about your commitment. So a very common exercise promise that a lot of my clients start with is, I promise to exercise three times a week for at least, and then you fill in the amount of time, 30, 45, 60 minutes, like whatever that is. So it's very clear. Okay, I'm looking for three blocks of 45 minutes. And so we also talk about inner dialogue and like how you how you talk yourself out of doing these things. Like, how do you get to the place where you, you know, need to make a promise? And we have some funny names for, for our inner dialogue. One we call the brat. Like, I don't want to, I'm so tired. I had such a hard day, right? Or, um, you know, I just don't feel like it, right? When the alarm goes off, if you're going to try to go in the morning. Um, then we also have the chicken, which is the voice of fear. That doesn't always sound like fear. It sounds really smart and it's trying to keep you safe. And But it really is the voice of fear. And then we have the third voice, which is the weather reporter. And the weather reporter is you're just operating, you know, as if you have no say over anything. I couldn't work out today. It was raining. Like, what was I supposed to do? Right. When when you break that down, it's kind of like, well, there's a, like you could have worked out inside. Like, really, you know, but we're like, what was I supposed to do? So you start to hear your voices and then you start to design these actions so that your voices can't talk you out of it. So the reason I brought that up is because. I even had to get as specific as like saying what I was going to do in those exercise blocks because I would be like, okay, I walked really fast from my car to the front door of the store. Does that count as like, you know, whatever. I mean, no, but you can hear how we can get a little bit sneaky. So you want to make your commitment. You just want to know at the end of the week, I'm going to be able to say, yes, I did it or no, I didn't. And, you know, go from there. Yes, I love it. Um, I love the the three names too. Those were awesome because I think I hear all three of them at least once we or twice all, throughout the week. We all have all three. When you start to listen to, you'll probably hear them daily. 
So, yes. and we, yeah, when we talk about living in alignment, your heart and your head and your actions, what I'm talking about is when you think about your head is notice, how am I talking to myself? Is it, is one, or one of those voices, like, can I hear them? Is that my brat? Am I just trying to talk myself out of it because I'm scared? That's also, you know, getting to understand what am I listening to? What am I believing and questioning it? Yes, I love this. And I love that little coaching session you did for me. That was awesome. Okay, but wait, can I do one more? Yes, yes. (laughs) So if you had to make a promise today about exercise, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I want you to start today, but you can start, you can start on the, we don't believe, we don't believe in January 1st or Monday, I'll start Monday. We're like, you could start today, Mm -hmm. but let's just pretend. What do you think you, you would promise? I would say I promise to exercise every morning before work for at least 20 minutes. Okay. So can I coach you a little bit more on this? Sure. Yes. Okay. So great that you had the 20 minutes. Okay. And it, and it is really important that it happens before work. Like Mm -hmm. that's a key thing here. Okay. Great. Okay. So I, how much are you exercising now? Uh, it depends. Usually like it depends. Some weeks I do it like every day and then some weeks okay. I don't do it at all. So it's hit or miss. Okay, great. Okay. So perfect. The reason I'm asking that is because you really want to create the the promise that's the stretch, but doable. And so if you said I'm not exercising at all, I would say, okay, every day before work sounds like you know, too big of a jump. We want to really exercise the muscle to get you up to that point. And so you want to create the absolute minimum. So that's why I'm going to say that that's my question to you is, so on an absolute minimum, what is your, like, what's your, no matter what I need to exercise this many times? No matter what, three times. Okay, perfect. Yes. Great. Okay. You can always do more than you're promising. That's the thing, but your promise is, you know, it's, it's really that minimum. So no matter what, I'm going to work out in the morning three times before work. Right. And then if you do five, awesome. If you do less, great. You get to figure out why, but, and then you're really building up. We believe that having integrity is a muscle that you can build up, which is great so that you can keep exercising it. And add on, if you need, maybe you add on more time, maybe you add on more days, but you're really holding the line for the absolute minimum. That's going to stretch you, right? Does that make sense? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. All right. Yay for your promise. (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you so much for that. Now, Angie, I know some moms are listening. It's like, man, I need that. So I'm just wondering, how can moms get started with either the handout group or get started working with you? Amazing. So we have a great website. Hanzelgroup.com. I think you're going to put that in your, in your notes, right? Yes. And then the most amazing thing, um, which has ma- really made our coaching method accessible to tons of people is that we put all of our method so that everything that I'm talking about, like the dreaming and learning about your inner dialogue and coming up with promises and what to do about that inner dialogue when you hear it, all of that, we put all of that into a digital coaching platform. It's called Inner You. And what I love about Inner You is that not only does it come with modules, which are like 
you know, us teaching you and then there's homework assignments and, you know, there's, it's literally interactive in and of itself. But what you get with interview too are these group classes, these master classes where you can walk through the beginning of the method as part of your subscription to interview, you know, with a group of people, which that's the thing that I wanted to say. So like, for example, you with your exercise, you really should get a buddy right? To, to hold you accountable. Cause this, that's why I have a coach. So as coaches, we are people's accountability buddies. So they get to say like, okay, here's how I blew off my promise this week, or here's what happened or, you know, and, and really your buddy and your coach, they're really the stands for, but wait a minute, you said you really wanted this thing in your life and I want you to be happy and proud. Come on, what's going on there? Like, let's dig in and figure out. So you get, you get a masterclass, which is a group of people to walk through the beginning with, and you also can get a buddy on the platform, but you know, you, you guys can get buddies now, right? I have buddies, mm-hmm. I have a coach and it does make a difference. You know, the, the sad thing is that we blow ourselves off. We blow off the things that are most important. We're really good at keeping promises to other people, right? To our mm-hmm. kids, to our family, you know, to people at work, but we often put ourselves last on the list. So this really highlights and sort of holds up. These are the things that are important to me. So interview, a great way to get started. And then um, I'll have you share my email if you want to. And I would love to help people figure out if a more one-on-one coaching experience is right for them or how we can help. For sure. Yes. I'll definitely include those in the show notes as well as the link for interview so that Moms, you are listening. We got you. I'm going to have those for you. Now, Amazing. Angie, I have one last thing that I wanted to ask you. Before I sign off, there's one thing I always ask. If you have either a motivational quote or words of encouragement for us real happy moms. I want you to know I've been thinking about this because I know you gave me the hint, right? And I think that um, the one that is speaking to me today is really you know, just this whole idea. It's not, I'm not going to quote anyone, but this idea that life is so precious, right? Like, and that time is the currency of our life. That is a quote from Handel Group. Time is the currency of our life. And so really taking a look at how we're spending it. I think that's one of the things that 2020 has taught us is like really what is most precious to us. And then it really is like, okay, are we spending our lives with the people that matter most to us on the things that matter most to us. This has been a real, you could look at 2020 as a real opportunity to, you know, ask yourself, what is most important to me? And am I, you know, putting my money where my mouth is in terms of that? I think that's how at the end of the day, you know, you're really just happy, satisfied and proud, which is what we're about. Awesome. Well, Angie, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an amazing experience. I really enjoyed talking to you. I had so much fun. This was so great. Thank you for having me. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 111. That's the number 111. And there you'll find all the links that were mentioned, as well as how you can get in touch with Angie if you want to get some coaching with her. Now, do me a favor. If you haven't already, rate and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to. And go ahead and take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and put it on your Insta stories or on your Facebook stories so that I know that you're listening. And if you want to take a step further, take a screenshot and let me know what you're doing while you're listening. If it's while you are vacuuming or driving or 
watching the kids play, whatever it is, let me know what you're doing. I, I would love to see what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast. Now, I hope that you finish out this year strong, have a phenomenal rest of your day and know that you can do some amazing things. I will be back again next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.